Before we get into it, a big thank you to today's sponsor, IoT Tech Expo Global, who are hosting their next free-to-attend conference in London between the 1st and 2nd of December. Hello, and welcome back to the 5V podcast. Um, today, I'm delighted uh, to be joined by Hayes Molleman, who's the CEO for Sensify. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Hayes. How are you, sir? Thank you. Thank you for, uh, for inviting me. No, we're really excited to to have you. How, how's things? Everything okay at your end? Yes, I'm I'm great. <laughs> Thank you. Good, good, good. Um, well, I suppose just for obviously the best place to start for the viewers um, is yourself, Hayes, right? So give us a little bit of background on on who you are, where you've come from, um, what Sensify is, and 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 how you came up with the whole idea. Okay, yeah, I'm happy to. So uh, my name is Gijs Meuleman. I'm uh, an engineer by background. I, uh, I studied at uh, Eindhoven University of Technology, a master in so-called uh, uh, RF microelectronics. And after um, doing a PhD for about two years, I uh, decided to quit and uh, start my own company. That was uh, the start of, uh, of Sensify. And uh, I saw a lot of potential in the uh, IoT market. At the time, it was quite uh, relatively new. I saw uh, a lot of potential, and uh, so I started the company there. And uh, yeah, it has uh, been seven years now. Nice. Everything going okay? Exactly as you envisioned, or maybe even uh, better than you envisioned, right? <laughs> uh, well, actually, actually, I didn't, I didn't envision that it would become uh, this size. So I, uh, it, it's gone much better than I anticipated. Well, that's yeah. that's kudos to you, sir. So well done. You're you are a bit of a serial entrepreneur, uh, as they say over in the UK. To be fair, because I know you're. You're doing a little bit, which we'll touch on very briefly and then get back to Sensify straight away. But you're doing a little bit about uh, the housing crisis in the Netherlands at the moment as well, aren't you, on the side? Yeah, that's true. I, uh, I'm also the, uh, the CEO of Meulemann Investments. And uh, we, uh, we aim to solve the, uh, the house or at least part of the housing crisis in the Netherlands by, uh, by uh, buying offices and then turning, in, turning them into uh, apartments and studios. Yeah, perfect. Just to quickly touch on that as well, where did that idea come from? Was it something? Uh, that yeah, it's, it's a hobby. It's a hobby that a bit got gotten out Good. of hand, as a uh, <laughs> as it usually goes. Yeah. So uh, over, over the years, I uh, yeah decided to start a team there and uh, and and venture into that uh, into that area, and then yeah, I found um, my partner, and then uh, from yeah, it it became a company. It just kind of grew from there, yeah. The, yeah. I suppose they do say like if you're working on a hobby of yours, it, it it's more enjoyable and it means a lot more. So, well done as well. I'm I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that um, will be quite impressed with that. And and again, uh, fair play to you for, for for looking at something and trying to help people as well. Um, so back to Sensify then. So you mentioned that obviously it's grown uh, a bit more than you anticipated. So give us a bit of an introduction to to what it is you do. What is Sensify? Yeah, it's a, a very good question. Um, so uh, in, in back in 2012, I decided to start an IoT development company. We uh, developed various IoT solutions, actually in a wide range of industries. And from those uh, solutions that we built over the years, we built our ultra-low power IoT technology stack, which is called a, a set of modular hardware and software components that enable us to quickly build tailor-made predictive maintenance applications for our clients. So um, we, we help our clients, mainly industrial manufacturers, uh, with integrating IoT and enabling predictive maintenance 
into their assets. Amazing. And yeah. By that, yeah. we help them to uh, reduce their, well, reduce unplanned downtime. One of the costs of one of the, I think one of the biggest costs for uh, for industrial manufacturers. Yeah. Um, and cost comes into to a lot of stuff. I, I have seen something quite interesting that I am going to ask you about on, on your website. Um, your tagline, as soon as you go onto the website, is the world's most accurate predictive maintenance solution. Um, so I'm intrigued to know where that came from, what you've got to kind of back that up, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, really good question. So uh, what we do is um, uh, we build smart sensor technology to predict technical failure in advance. And in that way, we eliminate unplanned downtime and lengthening uh, the life cycle of assets. And we mainly do that for original equipment manufacturers. And we enable this predictive maintenance by integrating our IoT platform technology into the OEM assets. And that's good for the environment, but also good for business. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Um, so how does, how does the smart maintenance and stuff help industry manufacturers, for instance, remain quite competitive in what it is they're doing? It's uh, yeah, really good question. Um, so in, in a multiple, multiple ways. So adding uh, predictive maintenance can uh, help their customer. They're uh, usually an asset owner to uh, give them an extra service and warn them in advance when their assets is going about to fail. And that helps the asset owner to uh, lengthen the life cycle of their assets. Um, and that's a, a service they, they would really not like. But also, uh, on the other hand, it, it helps the original equipment manufacturer to offer uh, a different kind of um, different kind of business model. So now mm. nowadays, it's usually uh, purely transactional. So they sell some goods and service some goods and services at one time, and then they wait till uh, an uh, an asset owner requires a new asset. And if you and if you know the the status of your equipment in the field, then you can uh, offer your asset as a service. And uh, that's called servitization, a trend uh, many uh, original equipment manufacturers are looking into now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something else uh, that I found quite interesting about some of the, co the conversations we've had and your website as well, um, touching on pretty much every conversation I have at the moment is sustainability, right? That's it, it's at the it's at the front uh, of a lot of people's um, focus. Um, I think pretty much in the UK at some point it's going to be like a big thing that you have to have in, in terms of audits and things like that, a real focus mm -hmm. on sustainability. So what is it that you're doing at the moment with your technology that's helping cre create a more sustainable world? Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you asked because I think it fits perfectly into, uh, into be, becoming more sustainable. Uh, one of the things we enable is that uh, with our technology, uh, asset owners can... Uh, can um, use their assets for a longer time. So basically, the materials uh, you uh, you use, you can you can spread them out over a longer time. Also, uh, so that that's good for the environment, right? Yeah. Uh, also, when you go to a servitization model, uh, the next thing that comes up is circularity. Um, so what you do is you're guaranteed the performance of your asset, and after uh, a certain amount of time. You can also uh, bring back the original, the equipment that you um, bring them back to to your your manufacturing site, and then you 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 degrade you uh, you use some of the materials again 
for yeah. uh, for the new asset you produce. So uh, it's actually a start of uh, building a circular business model. Yeah, and by that, uh, of course, reduce the CO two footprint of your uh, of your equipment. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like one big circle, really. And I know that the carbon footprint and sustainability, and for for want of a better phrase for what you're saying, like recycling stuff that you're already using, it's just it's just one big circle. Um, touching on a bit more about what uh, Sensify and predictive maintenance are kind of enabling within industries. Um, I've had a really good conversation last week uh, um, about 4.0 and 4.5. So I think it's quite good to touch on that, especially as uh, you mentioned, some of the big players are in industry and um, and what you're doing. So what is predictive maintenance kind of enabling in industry 4.0 at the moment? Yeah, Yeah. okay. Um, So a couple of advantages. Uh, so first of all, if you know the status of your equipment in the field, you are able to do better life cycle management. Uh, you can see what's uh, what's going on and uh, what you need to repair in advance. Uh, next to that, uh, it, it allows you to uh, create for an OEM to create new streams of revenue uh, as you are adding services to your equipment. Uh, but also, uh, you can offer in a later stage. You can offer your equipment as a service. Uh, like I said, uh, you have more sustainable use of your resources uh, as you lengthen the lifetime of your assets. Uh, and by, by by doing so, you limit the industrial waste that uh, that's being generated when you create any product. Uh, and of course, uh, what helps, helps is uh, that you have safe and reliable operations. In that way, uh, you make sure that your assets uh, work all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it, do, it does quite a lot, right? What I'm curious to know, and going back to pretty much start the conversation and uh, what Sensify is and what you first envisioned, I'm quite, what what did you first envision? So out of everything that it does at the moment, I know technology flies, right? It starts off on one thing uh, and it just becomes another thing pretty quickly. So uh-huh. what what did you originally envision was the purpose of, of Sensify and predictive maintenance to what it is now? Yeah, so so if you look back uh, seven years from now, uh, seven years uh, in, back when I started my company, I didn't think much about scalability, and uh, I I I'm, I was just an engineer, and I thought I could do a, be- a better job at uh, all the other companies that are out there. <laughs> uh, so I developed various IT solutions in a wide range of industries. Yeah, um, and over the years, it became clear that we needed to focus more. So three years ago, we decided to bring this focus and we concentrated on IoT for predictive maintenance uh, because I think I can make a bigger amp- bigger impact. And also we looked hard at the customers we served uh, in the past years and that were mostly industrial companies that uh, used IoT to, uh, to enable predictive maintenance. Mm. And we mainly serve the industrial OEM market by integrating our technology into their equipment or assets. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's it's gone quite far, <laughs> basically, to what to what you first envisioned as an engineer to now a yeah absolutely a, a CEO yeah. of one of the well it's it's a company that's really doing it for a purpose. Um, I think is the right word. Um, it's purposeful, right? What you guys are mm-hmm. trying to do. Absolutely. 
within the same thing as anything though, Hayes, there's always technicalities or challenges, right? Um, so let's touch on that a little bit. What are some of the main challenges that you've seen or or some of the core technicalities that you, you've got over there? Yeah, so the technicalities, uh, maybe you help. You need to help me a little bit about uh, about it. What are you looking for? Yeah, so let's change the word for technicalities to a bit some challenges, right? So, what are some of the challenges that you've faced in terms of um, when you're implementing what Sensify do, or um, is there anything that you've come up against with a with a client that it's been a little bit more uh, difficult than than previous, and then how you've kind of overcome that? So. With predictive maintenance, are there, are there some obvious challenges that you face quite often? Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, so in in general, with with IoT, uh, you need to have an, an an IoT system, or usually you need to have an IoT system, and that comes with uh, several challenges. Uh, usually, <laughs> in, in the technical in the technical area, it's uh, it's mostly uh, low power consumption, extremely yeah. low power consumption. That's often a challenge. Uh, you need to make sure that it works uh, well for years sometimes on a single battery. Yeah. And so the, uh, the the connectivity uh, you need to make uh, uh, well a good choice on on the kind of connectivity you use, uh, and um, that's well in in co- combination with the uh, with the battery consumption that's uh, quite quite a lot of uh, a technical challenge. Then after you've uh, you've completed that, then you need to uh, manage your IoT devices on a scale. So uh, manage them from a distance because you can't go to the particular assets usually, uh, and you want to manage them uh, remotely. Mm-hmm. So making sure that, to have all the infrastructure in place to do that uh, that's an uh, that's a challenge by itself as well. And then once you have uh, set up all your IoT devices, then the data comes in and then the next challenge starts, which is uh, making sense of the data and also making sure that uh, the data uh, tells you something about the state of the maintenance. And that can also take quite some time uh, to to collect all the data and uh, train, well, develop a model, retrain the model, and really gain uh, the predictive maintenance insights that you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, so it seems like there's quite a lot of challenges, <laughs> to be fair <laughs> to you. Uh, one of them is Absolutely. obviously time, uh, and it seems like the, the savior of all of this is, is the data, uh, which is kind of pivotal to all of it. The free to attend IoT Tech Expo Global is arriving on the 1st and 2nd of December at Olympia in London with over 100 speakers and 5,000 attendees. The conference is back and better than ever with features including an AI-powered matchmaking tool, live and on-demand sessions and access to four co-located shows, including blockchain, digital transformation, AI and big data expos. Speakers include representatives of top companies such as Arup, Lloyds Banking Group, building, research establishment, and many more. Visit iottechexpo.com slash global to secure your free ticket. Details are in the description below. So um, we've spoken about what you first envisioned seven years ago, eight years ago, to what it is now. What do you think it could be? So where, where do you see this going We as we get closer and closer to a more prominent like, Industry 5.0, for instance? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, in 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 um, in the future, I see that uh, most of the OEMs will uh, will sell their products as a service. 
and that they are um, uh, not only um, uh, accounted for by the performance of their asset, but also the uh, the impact it has on the uh, on the environment. Mm. That uh, you see that in other industries already uh, quite a lot, and I think in the industrial uh, industrial equipment that will also uh, well it, it will take some time, but uh, there. You see already the pressure also to uh, to, to see okay what's what's my carbon fo- carbon footprint as well, and uh, being aware of um, of the um, of that and also being able to to measure it, that will uh, that will help in the future. Yeah. Um, so what what do I envision Sensify to be in the future? I think we are uh, more and more uh, integrate various technologies. And uh, help OEMs to speed up their uh, their their path towards uh, servitization and predictive maintenance. And yeah. uh, using our technology, they can do so uh, much more quickly. Yeah. Than when they have to do it all by themselves. Yeah, perfect. And to be fair, no one really likes doing everything by themselves, right? Especially if there's it's, something out there to, to help. <laughs> yeah, it's usually quite expensive to do everything yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, this it just this comes up all the time in technology. It doesn't matter how fast paced it is, and we we all know that technology is is super fast paced. To so where we were ten years ago, for instance, to where we're probably going to be in ten years' time is is astronomical and mind-blowing for instance but the same thing keeps coming up in its cost i was having a conversation yesterday about quantum computing and um like the security aspects of that and the, the amount of money that's going to cost for businesses to kind of get around the whole security with a quantum computer and and what people can do is is just mental um so all this is good, but you need to be able to afford it. <laughs> yeah, true. true. And that's one of the challenges that we probably should have spoken about earlier on when we were talking about uh, different things. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's mental. You've touched a lot on what you're doing at the moment in terms of industrial and uh, and that sort of stuff. But there's more to you uh, at Sensify, right? You, you don't just – there's more – areas that you focus so let's go into a little bit more about that i'm interested to know about like the railways some of the building assets um you touched on it earlier on the waste uh, and what you're doing there so give us some examples of some of the use cases that you've got in some of the core core industries that you work in at the moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad to so currently we uh we focus on four core industries and uh, like i said already it's industrial equipment and that's quite a broad, a broad category, to be honest. Um, so one of the examples we have there is that we uh, rescue equipment is uh, something we uh, we connect at the moment, and uh, we're also going to enable predictive maintenance there. Within mm-hmm. the railways, uh, we have we've done quite some projects, and um, one of the most recent ones is a uh, with a big OEMer of uh, turnout systems, so railway switches. Um, where we built the sensor system to, uh, to predict um, when a, a railway switch uh, needs maintenance. That's uh, based based on vibrations. Uh, very interesting. Also on the uh, the building assets, then you need to think about elevators, escalators, automatic doors. Uh, these type of equipment that uh, you see within buildings. Um, we've done for a, a big OEM in. Um, uh, in, in automatic doors and escalators, we've built a, a sensor solution that's based on the uh, that, that's also based on vibration. Mm. We measure the uh, some of the failure modes of atom- automatic doors, 
And in that case, um, you can predict some uh, upcoming failures and uh, service or maintenance, uh, maintenance engineers can uh, already service the uh, equipment before an actual failure happens and making sure that the, uh, that the, the door is always up and running. And within, within waste, um, we've mainly worked on a uh, waste management um, solution for underground bins. And uh, one of the, the, the products we've built there are, is a smart access control system where we, um, um, with this, uh, this, this access control system, you can uh, control who's, who's able to, to deposit uh, waste, but also we, um, uh, we can also detect when, um, when this uh, yeah, underground bins needs maintenance. Yeah. Okay, that's real clever. And that it kind of, obviously, one of the biggest topics out there at the moment is smart cities, right? And I can imagine that's going to have quite an impact on on things like that and and the whole sustainability. Um, mm-hmm. That one particularly really interests me when I seen that and did a bit of. That. So I'm really really grateful that you touched on that. So let's talk. We've touched on it ever so slightly um, with the future, uh, what's happening, what's going on. Um, let's get your your insights on not just what Sensify is going to achieve or want to. You, you mentioned that you want to be a big player in in helping uh, with a lot of things. So one of the the big things at the moment that's always spoken about, one of the big trends was the word I was looking for. Sorry, is AI and ML. So mm-hmm. where does the future of AI and predictive maintenance come into things? Yeah, so that's that's a really good question and. Uh... In predictive maintenance, uh, there are multiple uh, to multiple ways to detect a, a, an upcoming failure, and one of the most um, recent um, uh, well recent algorithms is using machine learning and AI, um, and we see that uh, within the applications we use, it's not only AI, but um, there, there are much more and more uh, applicate well failures you can only detect with uh, with machine learning or AI. Uh, one of the trends you see there is uh, in the past is uh, all the data was uh, was sent to the cloud and uh, there the model was trained uh, and the, the ins- insights were gathered. And what we see now is that um, uh, the amount of data is, is exploding so fast that it's often not possible anymore to, uh, or not, not cost effective to send all the data to the cloud. So you see the processing that's uh, that of the data is is getting more and more towards the sensor, or uh, or the edge, which is called uh, so called yeah. edge processing, and um, we do that in several projects as well. Um, so the the advantage of that is that you um, you can only, you only have to send the uh, the insights to the cloud, so you reduce the amount of data significantly. Uh, on the other hand, you need to um, yeah you need to train and retrain your model. Um, and your model is is not uh, well in in the cloud itself, but it's distributed or, among all your as among all your assets. And that's yeah. something you need to manage. Yeah. So I mean, the AI is going to play a big part by the sounds of it. it it's a big absolutely, player again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> again, it, it's a big player in a lot of things. But it sounds like a big player in yours. So I mean, you briefly touched on it, but but I'm quite keen to to get an understanding from you. And it can be brief. It can be a sentence if you. If you've even thought about this, um, I'd imagine you probably have. But 
what do you want from Centrify in, let's say, five years' time? What what do you envision you might be or some technology that you're already adding to behind the scenes? Where are you going with all this, basically, is what I'm trying to say. What In five years' time, what, what mm-hmm. do you see yourself? Yeah. What Centrify? So what I what I see in five years time is that um, we we can very quickly enable uh, OEMers to uh, to integrate predictive maintenance into their assets uh, even faster than we do now by having all the technology blocks uh, available and quickly set them up for success. Yep, <laughs> and it's good because as you're moving forward, we've already said it. Technology is moving forward, right? There's probably going to be more that you can add to your repertoire or your ammunition, if you like, in terms of uh, of what you can achieve. So, that thank you for that. I think yeah, it absolutely. gives us a really good insight. Yeah, especially on the on the data analysis side, that's where we want to uh, want to to add much more value. Yeah, yeah, and I think again, no matter what we do, and I know a lot of people talk about the IoT and connected devices and stuff like that, but still one of the most important thing is data in, in anything that we do we need data to to work out yeah. different stuff um right so again look, data, thank you exactly thank you so much for the insight into yourself into into sensify um as always i have pre-warned you some people do like to think on the spot some people don't uh, at the end we like to do some quick fire questions um i normally do three but i'll be honest as you were talking i've added one down um because i'm interested to know how you want to answer the question basically but we'll start at the top so the first question is just your thoughts on the metaverse your your personal thoughts on the metaverse on the metaverse oh yeah. that's a really good question <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, to be honest i'm not so i'm i'm not very much into that topic i'll uh, i'm a bit skeptical yeah i'm getting I that a lot you know see uh, i have to see how it works out i'm getting that a lot i think uh, it's going to be huge. I mean, there's no question about it. Um, it's going to be it's going to be massive. I'm very similar to you, mm-hmm. um, and I think the thing that keeps cropping up for me is how people are going to switch between their virtual reality back yeah. to their actual reality, and if if that's going to become a, a problem, basically. Um, but we'll see. It's exciting, nevertheless. Um, Absolutely, yeah. Second question is your favorite technology that you've owned or used outside of what you do work-wise? Outside what I do for work? Yes. Uh, so okay. your favorite so technology cannot... that you've seen, used, owned? <laughs> I cannot say Gitter for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> outside. Well, outside work may be one of the most... The most uh, tools i use most is evernote okay evernote is uh i use it a lot it's like my digital brain yeah that's uh, the, that's the app that's the app isn't it where it's it the basically app, it, but it's also it on, on the macbook and uh yeah it, it's 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 on your phone yeah uh, i i tend to forget everything so i uh, i write everything down yeah. is it still <laughs> an elephant my, uh, if I remember right, is it an elephant? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, the elephant logo. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense because if you forget everything, they say elephants don't forget, right? Yeah, when yeah, you start, yeah. So when you start thinking about things, it just makes sense. <laughs> really, I didn't. <laughs> I never thought about it. Why? Why it was that? But but probably it's uh, it's a reason yeah. why. It, <laughs> it would make sense if it was a fish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so final. Well, I say the final question. The final question I've written down before we had the conversation was some of the technologies that we talk about 
we've mentioned the metaverse and that sort of stuff we're skeptical about but think technology like driverless cars does that scare you and what that become what that can become in the future uh, to me it doesn't because uh i i actually i i own a tesla and i okay. i use the auto i use the autopilot all nice. the time uh Good. to be honest and uh that's already a kind of driverless function yeah and yeah for in, sure in the beginning it's quite uh um it's 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 um were you nervous when you first used it yeah then and then yeah. uh, then i was i was also a bit skeptical but as you uh as you uh as you own it and use it for a longer time then you get more and more dependent on it yeah and um it makes less errors than yourself yeah i suppose there is that i've never used so, it it does it it does scare me a little bit and I've, i'm probably one of those ones where i'm just like going like that on the steering wheel whether i need to grab it or not or hovering over the brake but yeah no i think the best answer i've ever had on that one was very recently actually i said would you ever own a driverless car or does it scare you and i he said yeah of course i'll, I'll own it doesn't mean i have to use it but i'll own it <laughs> so i was like that's actually yeah, yeah. A, that's a great answer um the final question for you and i i wrote this down because i feel like you've done quite a lot haste in terms of sensify outside of sensify you you've grown it beyond your belief so I'm, i want to know your biggest achievement both personally and within sensify okay so two separate questions basically yeah what do you so believe your biggest, biggest, achievement biggest achievement and within sensify yeah so personal and sensify mm -hmm. yeah the fact that you've taken quite so, a long time to uh, it just shows how much you've achieved <laughs> maybe yeah yeah um so what what i'm most proud of within sensify is um the team we've built over the years i've got a, a lot of exceptional people around me and um the, the the passion and the excitement they're working on on the technology solutions we develop over we develop uh that's really excites me and I've made some made some mistakes in the past uh, by not hiring the right team members, but the team that's that's there at the moment, I'm really proud of. And that's, we'll make sure uh, we send you that as a snippet a so you can point. use it in your next team meeting. <laughs> your next team yeah. meeting, you can have that snippet and you can yeah. just put it up on the board and say, "Look, I do value you." Absolutely. Well, <laughs> and then I, outside I've said of that, it many times already. Yeah. Good. So that's <laughs> outside uh, of that. that what's I your big achievement? Out? Personally. Um, I think at, at, at age 25, I said I want to have a, uh, a passive income that exceeds my, all my, uh, my expenses. And I thought I could reach that by age 30, and I was able to reach it by age 27. And Perfect. that was uh, something I, uh, I could not, I, 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 well, I couldn't envision actually. Yeah. And then uh, you just work on it, you work on it uh, all the time. And then so at, at some moment, it's it's a reality. And that's, I feel like that's you, something yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm really it's, proud of. It's so important. And I stress this because I manage a team uh, within the business. Uh, and I, I stress this to them all the time. You have to have goals. I think it's so important, whether it's... And I do the same thing that I've just said to you. I think you should have goals within work and outside of work. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you should have two separate goals. I think you should have one that's quite realistic um, and gives you something to look forward to, but also something that stretches you a little bit. 
Um, yeah. Because if you get to that, you, again, you've you've just blown all belief. Um, thank you so much, by the way. I've really, really enjoyed this. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, final thing is, where can people find you, Hayes? So what's what's your social media tags? What's the website for, for Sensify? Yeah, so the best way uh, to reach the Sensify team is uh, is go to the website, www.sensify.ai. Uh, and we're also uh, we're mainly on, on LinkedIn. Uh, so there you can find my profile if you want to connect, uh, Gijs Meuleman. And uh, you can also uh, follow our page there. Perfect. Again, thank you so much. Um, just for the benefit of the of the listeners, uh, thank you for joining. Obviously, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Um, you can find us on weare5vmedia.com uh, and social medias are just 5 media. So that's where we can be found. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. Uh, and Hayes, once again, thank you so much. It's It's been a pleasure. And um, just keep doing what you're doing, my friend. I think you'll go in some, some really exciting places. Thank you very much, Brad. Uh, thanks for inviting me. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you to today's sponsor, IoT Tech Expo Global. Look forward to seeing you at the conference on the 1st and 2nd of December. All details to register are in the episode notes.